I'm going to kick it over to my wonderful co-host, co-creator, Phil, uh, to introduce Creator All-Stars. Phil, take it away. Hey, Olivia. Welcome, everyone. And welcome to our first ever episode of Creator All-Stars. We are really excited about this. Yes, my name is Philip Levinson, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Uh, Olivia, this is our first ever episode of Creator All-Stars. So I suspect it folks is. are... What do you think? I'm excited. You know, I feel like we've been talking about this for a while. What did we first first speak in February, March or something? Yeah. Um, but this has been several months of the making. Lots of lots of Zoom calls for me and Phil just, just planning this. So we're really just thrilled to have everyone here um, and, and just kick us off. Absolutely. We've got some great guests. But before we get there, should we just share a few words about what the heck is Creator All-Stars? What are we what are we trying to do here? Yes, please, please. It's all about creators and it's all about creators across a variety of media, right? So I think it, it does not just YouTube or Instagram, could be TikTok, could be other media, great sellers on Etsy or eBay, uh, all generations, could be a Gen Z skateboarder in LA, could be a uh, grandma making the world's greatest pecan pies and selling them in Minnesota, right? So uh, that's really the goal here is to feature these creators. Uh, how about from your perspective? Yeah, I'm really just hearing about the stories behind the creators and how they got started, how they got to where they are today, how they built their brand, how they come up with their content. You know, there's so much that you can see on social media and when you see their products, you see the sort of their final creations, but there's so much more behind that. And there's so much more to the story. And oftentimes the story is just as fascinating and just as interesting as the products they create. So really we're just trying to, you know, talk to some of the coolest, most innovative, most interesting people that we can find. Um, and just kind of get a peek behind the curtain at, at who they are, why they do what they do and why what they do is working. Absolutely. And, you know, everyone talks about how we now live in a creator economy and that creators are a driving force in what's happening. But the hard work that it gets to be a successful creator and build an audience and build traction and how to how to find their their niche and their target and how to scale uh, and how to manage their businesses once they do scale all that will be part of Creator All-Stars. I, I think that's our goal. Totally. There you go. Well, uh, Olivia, let's talk about our first guest. I think these guys are terrific. Uh, couldn't think of a better uh, set of first guests. Do you want to uh, introduce them and we'll we'll jump in? Yes, please. So our first guests today are Colin Natives. Um, they are a hilarious dynamic duo um, known for their hilarious handshakes, amazing dance moves, their brotherly love, quite literally. Um, so please, please help me in welcoming Mike and Henry, the Pointer Brothers. How's it going? Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. We're excited to be here and appreciate the introduction. Thanks for being here, guys. We really like could not think of a better person to kick off Creator All-Stars with. So we are absolutely thrilled to have you um, figured. So, you know, first section of Creator All-Stars, want to want to kick it off like this. Just a little vibe check. Um, how's everyone doing? How's everyone feeling? 
I think uh, we're doing we're doing well out here in uh, Silicon Valley. How are you guys doing back east? Doing doing pretty good here in New England right now. It's uh, it's cold, but it's it's it we've had our, we're we're yeah. headed in the right direction. We are. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, the vibes are getting there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I want to hear what are your guys' sort of emotional vibes right now with your 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 March Madness brackets. I know you guys were doing a, a mullet competition too. Yeah. How are, how are how are we feeling? I know I was sort of really my bracket got screwed in St. Peter's, which you know I think everyone's did. But what what where are you guys at? Yeah, we, we, I'm in a, I'm in a couple groups with people. We have a family group, a friends group, but I actually picked Kansas to win this year, so I'm actually really happy. Oh. I was like in the bottom of the table. And then after this last game, now Kansas is playing for the national championship. Um, I could win some some money, which would be great. But that's how I'm feeling. But it's fingers crossed for that. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good pick. How about that uh, North Carolina Duke game? Yesterday? That was that was wild. That was insane last night. Back and forth. I think there was something like 18 different lead changes yeah. throughout the whole game. Epic, epic yeah. game. Uh, it's great to have you guys. Yeah, we all have New England roots, uh, even though I'm out here now. So, uh, so that we have that in common. You guys have done an amazing job of uh, building your brand, launching your videos. Uh, what do you think, Olivia? How should? What's the best way to segue in and uh, get get the real inside scoop from these guys? Yeah. So I always like to get a, a TLDR. It's one of my, my favorite acronyms. For those of you who might not know, TLDR stands for too long, didn't read. Um, was became very popular in college for me when at the end of a long email from various extracurriculars or professors. Um, but basically just a nice little summary backstory um, about you guys, the Pointer Brothers. So if you guys could just tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you're from, how you got started doing what you're doing, and then, you know, maybe just a fun fact each, just something to sort of set the scene of, of introducing who the Pointer Brothers are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sorry to hear a little feedback here, but we, uh, we are brothers, and uh, we grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, and... Uh, I'm sorry. I was having a little trouble seeing some feedback from Mike over there, but we're good. Sorry. No um, worries. We, we both, we grew up in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, we have an older brother too. So there's, you know, there's a bonus pointer brother, but we, um, we started creating content when COVID hit back in early 2020, uh, just for fun, just, you know, cause we're brothers and we goof around, you know, just have always been funny. Um, and we were just making videos for our friends and, you know, sure enough, one day, uh, our set of handshakes hit and, you know, people were loving it and loving it. And we were like, dude, let's just make another set of handshakes. Let's keep going. Um, and you know, we just kind of, we kind of just grew from there, but, uh, I mean, that's like super high level. Uh, I know Mike wants to chime in. He's looking at me. So no, no, I, I was just saying, no, that's basically it. I was just saying a little background was in, in, in March, 2020, I, I actually got sent home from school. I, uh, I was playing college soccer up at the small school in New Hampshire. We got sent home and Henry was also working. He was selling tech and uh, they said, Hey, we're, we're not going back into the office. So, Hey, we, we were both stuck at home. And then that's, yeah, that's when we really started making videos um, with no intentions to go viral at all. Nothing. We all had plans on, on once COVID, you know, I mean, it's still not over, but what, what whenever it would get better, we were, I was going to go back to school. Henry was going to go back into the office and then, yeah, we, we made one video and it did pretty well. And then, you know, we did the handshake video 
and it caught a little fire. And like he said, we just kept making another series and another series. And that's when we started being like, okay, this is an app that we can work with. Like, let, let's see what we can do here. And, and that was basically it. We, we just kept trying to make videos starting with the handshake series. And Mike, you have now since dropped out to focus full time uh, with you and Henry on building uh, the business and, and uh, building your brand. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I did. Which, which is actually, it was, it was a huge jump, but it was, uh, it was definitely a calculated risk and I, and I was ready to take it. Um, but definitely a huge decision. I remember, I remember it took a lot. I thought about it to myself for, I remember it, it was three or four months before I was ready to go back to school every single day. I was like, I'm going to go back to school. I got to play soccer. I got good friends there. Going to get a degree. And then in, in the other side of my brain, I'm like, we have some momentum rolling right now. Like, this is a great thing. If I go back to school, we're going to be separated. We're not going to be able to make that many TikToks, any YouTube videos. The the engagement would just slow down. And I remember this was around 300,000 uh, followers is when I made the decision to not go back to school. So that was one of the things I just believed in us. I believed we made good content. I believed we had a community. We could keep growing a community. And now it's crazy. We're, we're coming up on a million followers on TikTok, which is surreal to us. So yeah, I, I made the decision not go back to school and I, I've been loving it ever since and I'm not looking back. So yeah. I think that's amazing. When you're when it occurs, you got to sort of chase after it full speed. So I totally support that and wish you the best with it. Um, quick question, because I, I sort of had a similar experience where I, I got sent home from college during March 2020 during COVID. Um, and I had only just discovered TikTok like I want to say January 2020 and like was very not familiar with it. And but like my TikTok consumption, obviously, like everyone else skyrocketed during um, COVID and, and especially during March. How familiar were you guys with TikTok and, and you know, with the platform creating content sort of prior to COVID? Were you on the platform before that or was it really just, hey, we're both stuck at home. Let's download TikTok and sort of see what's up there. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. I, I haven't thought about that in a while. But to, to answer your question, um, I was never personally on TikTok. I know it had a reputation for like, oh, it's, you know, like a little kid's app or something like that. That's like, so my senior year, uh, I had like one friend who was on TikTok. And I was like, dude, that's all like high schoolers. Like, no, you know, what are you doing? Like scrolling through TikTok? And he's like, bro, it's actually a lot of fun. Like some funny stuff. Um, so the thing I think that kind of got us on the platform was we we noticed how quickly people would go viral and how like easy it is to make a funny video and then get a ton of views on it and literally like grow a following overnight. And that was one thing that had kind of intrigued us. You know what I mean? Like we didn't post videos to go viral, but we knew like it, we'd joke about it. And we'd always say like, all it takes is one. Like we'd just be posting these videos and recording them and it'd be like, dude, all it takes is one. All it takes is one. And then we got that one video and it and started propelling from and there. But to go, to, back, yeah. go back to your question, we, we just... We just never, um, we, I was never on the app prior yet. That was similar with what, what we did is I remember we, we never had it. I remember I didn't, my buddy actually in college in January, it was January too. He got the app and he's like, dude, you got to get this. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to get it. And he was on it for four hours a night. And then eventually he convinced me to get it. And that was like every, like the whole day, like before class on the way to class in the dorm room at night, like we were just on the app. And then I remember when I, when we got back, we created, we changed the username to the pointer brothers. 
and we didn't think anything of it. We were just like, Hey, whatever. Like, I think we had like 31 followers and it was all, all of our friends. And it's actually the, the name originates from Tim Robinson, the sketch comedian. That's one of our, our favorite comedians. And he has a sketch called the pointer brothers and that that's its own thing. But yeah, that's where we basically got him like, Hey, we'll give it this name and we'll, and then we'll take it from here. And, it, and we had no intentions of, you know, doing this viral, anything like that. So it, it was kind of wild. So speaking of the name, uh, how many of us uh, between the four of us knew that your name is a reference to the Pointer Sisters from the 1980s and before? Is that something we all knew immediately or, uh, or not necessarily? I confess it is not something I knew, Phil, until <laughs> you pointed that out. And then I watched some YouTube clips and it was great. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, we I I don't think it really resonated with us, Henry. Do you like no, no, yeah, he's shaking his head no over there. Um, no, we we yeah, I honestly, I don't know if it's bad to say, I didn't really know who they were, but I knew some people were telling us that they're a music group and all that. I'm like, oh, okay, because people would ask that question, they're like, oh, is it a spinoff of that? I'm like, oh, not really. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was that. It's it's definitely the Gen Z group uh, of which you guys are in uh, might not know. So that's good. So now we know there was a group, uh, a, an amazing group called the Pointer Sisters. They had some hit songs. I think Beverly Hills Cop, they did uh, a couple songs on the soundtrack. But that's okay. I hardly knew what TLDR was. So the, that that's the way these things work. Um, but that's great. Uh, it's a great uh, history on, on how you got started. It seems like really the pandemic was uh, a, an amazing catalyst for you guys. Uh, and uh, be, before we jump into some other bigger questions, do you want to maybe just share any stats on your videos, like how many have you posted? How many different recurring themes do you have? And then uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how many we've posted on TikTok, but I know uh, we just surpassed 300 million views. Um, That's great, and that I feel like is a pretty pretty big accomplishment for us, which which is exciting. Um, and we what else we we have a handful of series too i mean we have we started obviously with our our handshake series which really kind of built our brand and then we've you know we've gone into the dance moves we've gotten into uh the greetings we've done all sorts of sports content so sports celebrations um i'm trying to think of what else we've done yeah mikey's over there he's telling me like we did these fake hurt videos essentially which is like you know it's pretty simple we'll we'll be doing a, a task or something and then pretend we're hurt and then twerk or something like that. And that's, those seem to do well, you know? So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's kind of how we, how we go, you know, if they're still, people are still enjoying them and, and, and we still enjoy making them, then we'll just kind of continue with them. So, and we, we just really uh, recently started doing a caddy series, um, like golf caddying, just if you were to have a caddy during ordinary everyday activities, and especially with the masters coming up this weekend, we're going to be hitting the caddy series a lot, probably posting at least one a day. Um, but that's been great. People have been loving that. And I think we have a lot of fun doing that. So that, that's also a new series that we just started. Yeah, I like the CVS uh, cash versus debit card uh, post you guys just did with the caddy. And that little moment where he's like, what do I do with this, you know, three foot long receipt? That I, was that you, Mike, or was that uh, you, Henry? That was me who, who I was the caddy who I pulled out the yeah. receipt and it was just that's like, I didn't fun. know what to do with it. Yeah, we we've uh pretty funny been, yeah we've been debating um well actually last time we were at cvs i was like dude we need to do a series on 
how to collect your CVS receipt, like do different ways to collect it, you know, cause it's so long and like, we're always joking with yeah. each other with how far it goes, but I don't know, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. We'll see. But love the name on the back. Just brother. That, that also was, uh, that was cool. That was a nice touch. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It says we haven't been able to fully showcase it, but it does say it says P dot brothers. We wanted it to say pointer brothers, but it. Uh, it wouldn't fit, but we haven't, I don't know. We haven't filmed something where we've shown the full back, which is kind of our fault. So we got to get that in there. Very cool. I love okay. it. I love the caddy series. It make, really makes me like, I sort of have just been thinking I want a caddy to just follow around me and my daily life and help with all of that. You know, like, I feel like everyone just needs that in their lives. That would be awesome. That would be great. Amazing. So now we want to head into our portion of the show that we call the hot seat. Um, These are going to be questions that, you know, we sort of are asking all creators that we have on and really just trying to get a better sense of, you know, what your, what your journey has been like and, and what your sort of content creation journey has been like. So, you know, first I just, and I know we sort of touched on this a little bit before, but, you know, really diving into it here. um, Tell us how you got to where you are as creator today. You said you've reached hundred million likes on TikTok. That's incredible, insane. You know, what what did the evolution look like from that first video that went viral to just, you know, the decision, the conversation to keep it going and and, and keep keep trying new stuff? Like what what has that whole process been like? Yeah. So at, to to go to like the very beginning, I'd say to a lot of our background, you know, our comedic background comes from our older brother and our dad. And I'd like to say like our uncle too and everything is growing up. It's been nothing but jokes. Like our dad and our uncle are like the same dude. Whenever everyone's around, you know, it's nothing but jokes. And I think that's where we basically, you know, got our sense of humor from. So when we start and we've always made videos too, you know, with an at home quarter and, um, and, and never really posting them, but, you know, just making them for ourselves. And we've watched them back as a family before and all that, which is great. But when we made the first ever video, I remember it was, it was one of them, where we did a fake hurt video and then we started like twerking or something. It was something wild. And I remember when that video, it got 10,000 views. It was the first time we ever saw the K next to the view symbol. Cause it was always either a couple hundred views or a couple thousand. And when it hit that K, it was like, Holy crap, this is, this is insane. And I think that video ended up getting like 250,000 views. And then we kept making more videos and more videos that were doing okay. And then the handshake video is what took off. And then we did handshakes part one, two, three, and those all did insane. And, you know, we, we grew to a hundred thousand followers and we said, Hey, you know, we're, we're funny kids and we can keep doing handshakes, but we don't want to be pigeonholed to handshakes in the future. Cause it's like, how well can you really grow something out of that for like the future? Like you can't do handshakes for the rest of your life. Like that just can't be your content. So we're like, Hey, how can, can we showcase where more than handshakes on this app? Um, and showcase were really funny and go viral. And when we did that with other series and that's kind of been our niche is always doing some type of series, but we've, we've done other type of content too. That's not just series that can showcase our talent. I know it's, it's kind of a broad explanation, but, but yeah, we, it started out really with the handshake series, which got us going. And now um, it's been great. We've worked with the manager, which is, which has helped us on the business side of things. And that's also cool is to just make this, turn this into a business um yeah henry do you want, do you want to chime in any, any there like you know like making it to a business and like i don't know your your sense of what what it's all been it's all still fairly new yeah uh to piggyback off what mike said it's you know we posted that that uh handshake video that went viral and then we were like dude like let's 
let's make something out of this. Like, let's keep going, you know? And the creative process has just been, it's, it's been pretty much nonstop ever since. So it's been, it feels like it's been every day for the past year and a half, two years of like, dude, what can we film today? Like what's funny, what has done well, like analyzing our previous videos, trying to figure out what was funny about them. What were people commenting on? Why were they commenting on it? Uh, just honestly, every day analyzing our content and brainstorming new content. Um, it's fun because, you know, doing this full time is, is exciting and it, and it, it feels like, you know, we have the freedom to pretty much spend the day however we want, but it also never shuts off, which is tough. And I don't think that it, that, you know, like maybe a lot of people realize it's like, Hey, every day we're doing this. And I realize that, you know, it can sound like the best thing in the world, but, um, but it is hard work, you know, like it really is, uh, especially when you think about growing the brand and doing more than just creating content for TikTok and Instagram and these other platforms, you know, we're thinking about how, how we can get into apparel and how we can get into, you know, other, other things, um, and, you know, really grow the business. Uh, but you know, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I mean, I think something you just said really sort of struck me. Like it is hard work, you know, like it's not you guys, like, I feel like sometimes there can be a perception that it's like, oh, just making videos like no, like this is especially now like you're pursuing a business with it. Like you've got to, you know, make content that works. You've got to follow your stats and your analytics. Like you've got to, you know, constantly be evolving Um, in that vein. Like, have you guys how do you sort of combat any sort of feelings of burnout or, or, you know, getting tired or feeling pressure of always coming up with new content? Like, has that been an issue so far? Like, how have you sort of dealt with that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And and it is a thing that happens. Um, And I think one of the beauties of this is that we're like, Hey, like recently, I think about a week and a half ago, I think it was three days in a row. We just didn't post a video. We were both tired. Like all those days, you know, we were burnt out exactly like you said, and I think that's the beauty of it is we don't have to post every day. Like, yeah, people will say the best way to grow, post two, three, four times a day, which is good. But also at the same time, if you post quality content, it, it all comes down to the content. Even if you post four videos a day and they're in there, you know, they're not that good content or they're not, they're not going to hit, but you know, you can post one quality video a day or one quality video a week even. But that's what, that, that's the beauty of it is we're not on a, a nine to five schedule where it's like, all right, we got to show up. We got to do this. We got to do that. But at the same time, too, when we do feel a little burnt out, we'll be like, we'll be like, hey, we have to record a video. Um, so it does go both ways. Where we, like that's a part of this job is that when you do feel tired, it's like sometimes you don't always want to make videos when you want to, but you need to. It, it, it kind of it, it goes both ways, like like I said. But we will just take off like a day or two or three and not record. I know Henry can piggyback on that. Yeah. Um- in addition to what Mike said, I think for me, it's super helpful to be to, helpful that it's the two of us. You know, I know that personally, I would take so much more time off and just like take it easy. And like, you know, I, if I didn't have the motivation to film or if I didn't have the motivation to hop on a live stream, like, I, you know, probably wouldn't do it if it was just me. And having Mike there to be like, bro, we got to do it. Like, let's just do it. Let's do, you know, like just to have another person to push you is so helpful. And I feel like it probably goes the same way with Mike where Mike's like, dude, I don't want to do that. And it's like, bro, like we know we got to do it. You know what I mean? We're definitely, there's times where we're in agreement and we're like, bro, let's take some time off. But having another person to, to work with is, is super, super helpful and super motivating and keeps you on track. Like I'd say we just, we definitely help hold each other accountable. Like you just said is, is 
when there's times you don't want to do it and the other person's like, hey, we actually need to do this and we do it. And and that's one of the things too is we've been working um, going back a little to like, you know, growing a, ba- a, a brand in a business is, hey, we're not just making a video, you know, now we're working with these brands when we've worked with some pretty some pretty good brands that we've liked to work with and some, you know, we never, we didn't think we could work with at this stage. And then we've been uh, lucky enough to work with them, which is great, but it's like, Hey, we have to make a good advertisement and we don't want to pick an advertisement, you know, any advertisement. It's like, Hey, here's a script read this. Can you make sure to mention this, 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 and that it's like, Hey, that ad's not going to hit, you know? So we have to have free like creative control over it, but, but that's what it is. Like, you know, cause if you see someone's feed and it's just tainted with ads all over it, it's like, all right, they I don't want to use the term sellout, but that's what a lot of people say. And it's like, Hey, we, we never are going to come off like that or anything. It's like, Hey, we're going to make this ad original. You know, we need creative control. So it's also when we're brainstorming that sometimes we'll film four or five different videos for one ad, even though we know we're just going to have to use one video. Cause you know, we want it to be authentic and unique. So that's also, yeah, just another point. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Seems like a very smart approach uh, and seems like you're very systematic and thoughtful about what you want to do. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that because uh, clearly you guys have iterated and added from handshakes to dance moves to greetings to to uh, sports celebrations. Love the uh, uh, March uh, celebrations uh, that you did. Also really love the two student athletes uh, passing each other on campus. Hilarious guys. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so question for you is how do you analyze and what sort of criteria do you use in deciding, you know, what new themes to test or launch? Uh, and then within those different buckets, how do you decide what to do, what not to do, what have been some of the harder moves you've done? I, I can only imagine the Rocky and the lawnmower were not the easiest. Uh, maybe just share a little bit about uh, how the experience is in creating new content uh, on such a consistent basis. Yeah, I think as far as like the analyzation goes, um, we we like to create content that has worked in the past. Um, that's why we go with the series and all that sort of stuff. Um, we, we also try to find ways. So one of the biggest things that we try to do is, is kind of catch you on your toes, you know? So like if we're doing a handshake series, it started off like pretty simple and then it gets a little more, a little more like strange or it gets a little like more outlandish. And then by the end of it, you're like, wait, what the heck was that? Like, let me, I need to rewatch your video. So one thing, cause we want, I, I think it's, it's the most important to to kind of have a long watch time or a good watch time on TikTok. So we're you know we think to ourselves, all right, why is someone going to watch this entire video? Why is someone going to sit here for thirty seconds and watch this video? And where the handshakes come in is like, okay, wow, that's a good handshake. Okay, we like that. On to the next one. Okay, that one's pretty cool. The next one, you're like, wait, was that even a handshake? What is that? And the fourth one, you're like, dude, what is going on here? So we kind of try to use that mentality when we're doing these other things like those sports celebrations or like the greetings or dance moves and stuff like that. So that's kind of one tactic we like to use is just kind of, kind of keep people on their toes when they're watching our videos. You know, if you're expecting one thing, we'll give you something else. And then you might think to yourself, wait, what did I just see? Let me rewatch that. So that's one thing that we, that we like to do um, when we're creating new content. Um, I, I think, um, 
we, yeah, we, like I said, the watch time is important. Um, but also just, just trial and error is something we like to do is, is honestly, if we have an idea and we can kind of flush it out, we'll just try it. You know, it's like, who knows if this video is going to hit, if it's going to flop, how's it, how it's going, like whatever we just, we honestly would just try whatever and then kind of see what works and see what doesn't. So I know that's, that's not too specific, uh, as far as the new content, but but, uh, but uh, I'm sure Mike has a little more. Than well, that. Yeah, no, that was perfect. I would say like the, like you just said with like the uh, analyzing on that, that front, but the trial and error, I think it will always be trial and error too for content forever. However long we make content for, you know, is you're never going to know unless you try the caddy series. You know, we, we like, Hey, you know, it's golf season up in the spring, you know, let's, let's let Hank, Hank came up with the idea. We were in the gym. He's like, dude, what if we just got a caddy outfit, you know? And did it for like, dude, everyday stuff. I'm like, all right, dude. I'm like, let's do it. And you know, got it made one. It did pretty well. Like we know, like I, I don't really know, not really exactly numbers, but like the standard was like, hey, that one was was pretty good. People responded positively to that. Let's make a part two. And usually in a series, every part two has done better than part one, which is great because then you know, then you're like, all right, we have something here. Let's keep going. So that was the caddy videos right there. I think we've already made around four or five or six. I don't know one of those. And, and it's like, hey, we, we've gotten positive feedback, for, even from the first one. It's like, this needs to be a series, like, please more. And then also, we react to people's ideas. When you respond to comments, um, where, especially for sports celebrations, when we first did basketball, somebody's like, hey, do soccer now. And it's like, all right, we'll do soccer. Like, okay, do slam dunks basketball, do three-pointers, do football, do lacrosse. We don't even play lacrosse, but it's like, yeah, we'll do them. And, we, and, you just get, and that was lacrosse was, I think, one of our most – popular sports videos so it's also responding to what what the people think and what they like too is, is a big thing to take in consideration it's great that you're able to take that feedback and the engagement with your audience and really leverage that and and use that to help you with your new creations and it's that's really cool uh and then how about as you think about which brands to work with i i know you guys have worked with sony and Maybe you can just share a little bit about how you make decisions vis-a-vis working with companies, brands, and what to do to help meet their goals. Uh, that We would love to hear a little bit about that. I think as Mikey alluded to earlier, we definitely want to work with brands that give us creative control or give us like as much creative control as possible because that allows us to make an ad that doesn't feel like an ad. You know, I'm sure we've all seen all over social media when content creators will just create a bland old ad and like, it's not a lot of fun. You never want to watch. You want to just scroll right past it and no one really wins with something like that. Um, so that's one thing that we definitely like to keep into, into consideration when we decide whether or not to work with a company is how much creative control or, um, yeah, I guess how much creative control we have. Um, um, and, and just to make sure it's on brand, you know what I mean? Like just to make sure it works with our right, brand. Right, right. We've, um, you know, we've been approached by a handful of companies and, and there are some that we definitely, we, we vibe with. We're like, hey, we like your brand. Your brand is similar to our brand. Um, we're, you know, we definitely want to be working with companies that have a good image in that and that, you know, um, do vibe with our brand, like Mike said. I mean, there's a ton of, you know, these, these random companies that'll kind of reach out and say, Hey, promote this or promote that. And at the end of the day, we, we don't want to be like, just, just putting something in front of our audience just to make money. Like it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? And we, not, we don't want to be, you know, uh, leading anyone in the wrong direction over, you know, a weird ad or something like that. So. 
Totally. I think that's also, it's something interesting for me to see, like as a viewer, sort of as a fan of yours, that something from my end of like why your content is so successful is this ability of just being authentic and like being true to your brand and your brand is who you are and yourselves. And there's just that level of honesty that comes across in, and I think that's what makes you guys so funny, what makes you guys so relatable. So it's really interesting to hear, you know, that that's, it's something conscientious that's important to you to, to hold on to that. And I think it's, it's really strong in, in sort of everything that you create. Um, I want to yeah, just, yeah. Oh yeah, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah, no, I was just agreeing with your point. That was, that's it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I know we've got some people listening live. Um, just want to let you guys know if anyone in the audience has any questions, comments they have for Henry or Mike, you can feel free to hit the little microphone button um, at the bottom right-hand corner of your screen, call in and ask a question. Um, we're here to do that. It's the beauty of calling. Um, in the meantime, though, sort of as we wait for any any audience volunteers for question, um, Henry and Mike, what's next for you guys? What's next for the point excited about coming up? Um where are you going? What, what, what can we look forward to? One thing that I'm most excited about, um, I know it's, it's not set in stone yet, but I think we are looking to drop another another uh, piece of apparel. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it could be a lot of fun. We're, we're thinking about like a Hawaiian shirt. So we want like a Hawaiian love beach I type love of it. shirt. Because I feel like that would be on brand. You know what I mean? It would be fun. I'm sure that, you know it would just be like a, you know, a good vibe shirt, you know? So that's one thing that we've, we've talked a lot about and something that I really want to see us kind of put out. I know that, you know, the warm weather's coming and there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into it. So I don't know whether or not that'll be this summer or soon, but that is definitely one thing I'm, I'm, I'm most looking forward to because it's coming, you know, one way or another, we're making that happen. And you, and you guys had a shirt that you already launched and retired that was uh, really successfully, marketed i i think yeah. do, do you want to talk about that yeah yeah absolutely um i think back in september we we had our shop open for one week and we what we did was we we found uh, an artist on fiverr and we kind of gave him some ideas and you know he gave us uh this this skull logo these two skulls are pointing at each other one of them has his tongue out and kind of a fun vibe they had the little hats because we had the hat the rolled up beanie was a big part of our brand last year um kind of like the mullets are now but we you know we took that image and then we bought all these shirts we went to a local place and screen printed them all on there and then uh honestly just kind of promoted it through tiktok and instagram and then shipped a bunch out um one of the funnest things that i think that we did with the whole merch was we kind of promoted the fact that if you bought a shirt within 24 hours mike and i would handwrite you a poem so Mike and I ended up just sitting down and writing out a ton of poems one day um, and just sending them off. It was like the craziest thing. It was so goofy, but I was like, dude, there aren't any other creators that are writing poems. You know, like, let's do it. It'll be fun. It'll be something that people will be talking about. Um, but that that was a lot of fun. Um, we definitely learned a lot about that first merch drop or that first kind of clothing drop. Uh, but, you know, all all good things, everything, you know, that will be taken oh, yeah. into this next. Yeah. Uh, also, one of like the the things too we're looking forward to is, or what's next for us too is, um, like collaborating, and uh, collaborating with with different teams, athletes, creators. We recently collaborated with, with the Minnesota Vikings mascot. We have a few more mascots lined up, and um, we're actually in talks with a a couple organizations um, 
that we're really excited about that we have, you know, some, some meetings later this week and stuff. So we're really excited just to, you know, you know, meet, meet new people, hopefully, you know, collab with whoever it is, the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, and, um, and, uh, and other creators too. That's one thing it's, we're living in Boston right now. So, you know, we, uh, we, we have a bunch of creators. It's it, one of the cool things about also doing this is all the mutual friends we've made that are other creators that have been successful, be able to message with them. And hopefully, yeah, we want to meet all of them in person, you know, whether and just meet with them and create content. So that that's a big thing we're looking forward to as well that we're excited for. That's awesome, guys. I'm I'm like so hyped for you listening to all of this. I can't I can't wait to see what what you all do next. And I request a a, a poem from the Pointer Brothers if you guys want to <laughs> write me a poem. Absolutely, <laughs> I would never say no to that. Um, we've actually got a caller um, wants to call in and ask a question. Cam, I'm gonna pick you up now. If you go ahead and unmute yourself, what's up, Cam? Hey guys, can you hear me? Loud yep. and clear. Cool, thanks. Um, hey guys, I've been following you for a while. Me and my friends are um, big fan of uh, a lot of the series. Love like the MOA competition going right now, and as well as like the sports celebrations and stuff. Want to, you know, want to kind of hear what you guys have in the works as far as you know other series coming up and um, and stuff like that, really. Yeah, thank you. Uh, appreciate the call first of all, and appreciate the love and the support. Thank you for following along. Um, yeah, so so right now, so one of the things too uh, that we like to analyze our content. Going back to that question, is we like to whatever is in the in in the uh, in season right now. So like right now, it's it's coming springtime, and we know we want to focus a lot on golf content, uh, baseball content, tennis content, lacrosse content, and the sporting part of, of our content. Because, you know, that will be the one that, you know, the algorithm will want to push more in people's stuff because it's more relevant, you know. The PLL, lacrosse is becoming huge. That just They just signed a deal with ESPN. But to go to your question, there's a lot of, of these – we have sports celebrations, but I also think we're going to be doing a lot of other sports series that aren't necessarily celebrations. I know we haven't hit golf celebrations yet. We've been waiting. The golf courses are just opening up around our house. It's been snowy, crappy weather. But we definitely want to dive in heavy to the sports content. Um, a, a lot of series there. We can't give away too much, you know. You have to keep following along. But um, but that's huge. Also, dipping into the sports with the collaborations and all these other accounts uh, posting us too, which is huge for growth. You know, is is was a great move for us to go into the sports content. But yeah, like I said, I've been I just said it twenty times. <laughs> I, I would say I, I'm so bad at talking. But yeah, we're a lot of sports series coming up. Be ready for those, which would be great. Sports comedy. I think too to like piggyback off what Mikey was saying was like was like we we almost don't know what's coming next sometimes you know sometimes these series like the Caddy series just literally comes out of thin air we're like oh dude that would be funny let's try it and then boom it's a series so that's how uh, you know a handful of of things have come to us and you know we'll uh, we'll just kind of see what comes next. That's a that's great. Everyone is excited to see what's next, and I we're getting ready to wrap up. Before we do, uh, everyone really likes to ask folks that have really gotten a lot of traction, that have built success for creator businesses and brands. What has been the most surprising or challenging aspect? I uh, would love to hear that, and then uh, we'll we'll wind things down. What's what's been the most surprising few things, and maybe if there's any favorite. Uh, videos in particular that you guys have posted would love to hear about that um i'd say so for like one of the most surprising or yeah was i guess like you know there's always going to be slumps that you go in and to, you got to overcome them but what, like one of them was i remember so when we were still doing this uh i was working at a hardware store as well and, and we were we were working and, and then you know we had some videos that were doing well 
But then, you know, we went to a slump, you know, our videos weren't doing good. And we actually ended up, went through a phase where we lost a bunch of followers, like, or not a bunch, but like a couple at a time. And it was like, it was really like, like devastating to be honest. Cause you're like, all you know is like, Hey, we're growing, you know, a couple hundred followers a day or 10 followers a day or 30 followers a day. And then I think for like three or four days, five days straight, it was like, Hey, we're losing 10 followers. We just lost a hundred followers because you know, it's like, all right, our content might be getting stale. Maybe we're, we're doing too many handshakes and we're trying to keep going too hard on that. Like we need to keep trial and error. And that was it. And I remember, I think we went through a full month, not necessarily losing followers, but not content wasn't hitting. And it was really like devastating, but I knew we both believed in ourselves. We're like, Hey, and we kept the phrase we always kept using is, Hey, we're due for one. Like it only takes one video to get back, you know, get the momentum going. So, I mean, those were always that they happen every now and then, you know, we obviously try to stay away from those, you know, always try to keep up the content, stay, stay consistent. Um, and always making new content. But yeah, that was definitely one of the surprising things that, you know, it can get down, but you can't let yourself, let yourself down on it. Uh, kind of on a separate note from what Mikey was saying, one of the most surprising things to me is how the same content will hit differently on different platforms. So you could post a TikTok, and, you know, maybe it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get as many views as you would have hoped or as you would have expected on TikTok. And if you take that exact same video and present it to your audience on Instagram, it might, you know, go crazy. It might get a ton of views. It might, you know, get a ton of comments and shares and all that stuff. It's just interesting to kind of see how these different platforms are different with the same amount of, with this, with the same exact content. And that's one thing that I think has helped us build our Instagram page is just, you know, we, we spend all day creating content. We might as well, you know, post it on all of our platforms. You know, we have certain following on TikTok and certain following on Instagram and they, wow, wow. I, you know, it feels like they probably, you know, are on, you know, follow the point of brothers on both platforms. Like a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't have TikTok. A lot of people don't have Instagram. So it's, uh, it, you know, as, as a creator that's looking to grow, I wouldn't be afraid to post the same content on both platforms and just kind of see how, how, you know, how it takes off. Yeah. I think that's definitely one of the things I know that we have friends that are other creators too, that have asked us like, Hey, what do you know about reels like should i start posting on reels and it's like yeah you should start posting yesterday on reels like that is it, it's one of the most important features and i think it's it, it's better you got to get on as soon as possible but yeah we'll our, our process you know we'll post a tiktok we'll take download it without the watermark upload it to reels and you just got to keep doing that like henry said there's it's a whole different community so a lot of our followers on instagram are strictly from they followed us from instagram it's not a lot of they see you on TikTok and they click the link in your bio and follow your Instagram. Like that does happen, but it really is a whole different audience. So, you know, we're always studying the algorithm and we always see on Instagram too. We're like, it's hard. I can't explain the exact videos now, but we know some videos, certain series hit on Instagram a lot better than TikTok. And, um, but they, they will both do pretty well, but it's like, Hey, let's just keep grinding it out. Let's keep grinding reels, you know, post one a day, two a day. And yeah, so it, it, we're always trying to, study the algorithm and keep like producing good content for, for whichever platform. Yeah, there really is an experimentation. Sounds like you guys have gone through a really successful sort of trial and error as you've tested different content on across different media. And, and of course there's different monetization aspects as well. And uh, you know, YouTube is going to be very different than the short form videos on TikTok or Instagram, right? Absolutely. Um, we, we have definitely noticed that. And I think YouTube is something that, that, you know, a lot of content creators aspire to get into simply because YouTube pays the best. It really, you know, it truly does. And 
that is definitely something that that is on our horizon. Um, but like you said, it's it's the short form content and long form. It, it's different, you know. Like, I mean, we we have so many ideas that we could bring over to YouTube, you know, doing things in public and doing all sorts of you know all, all sorts of things. But for all we know, it, it might not hit as well as as it does on on TikTok and things like that. So it's definitely uh, a very powerful platform and a very uh, important platform for content creators. Um, but, but, you know, the content itself isn't going to be the same. So. Absolutely. Very well said. And this really has been a great episode, a great first episode for us. Want to for sure. Thank you both, uh, Mike and Henry from the pointer brothers, uh, Olivia and I are big fans and we are really excited to follow the progress as you continue to build the business and the brand across all those media. Thanks for joining us for episode one. Olivia and Philip, thank you so much for having us. We're honored to be the first. Yes, thank you. This has been a lot of fun together and organizing this. This is awesome. This is so much fun. Um, Thank you guys so much. Echoing everything Phil said. Um, Everyone in the audience, if you're not already following the Pointer Brothers on TikTok, Instagram, subscribe to their YouTube show, their college show. Go do it immediately. Trust me, you need this positivity in your life. It's just Every, any one of their videos will turn your day around in an instant. So please, please go follow them. Um, also follow us, Creator All Stars, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for our first episode, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everyone.